Section two of the world's famous orations, volume four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The world's famous orations, volume four, on an attempt to force his resignation, by William Pitt. Footnote. In reply to Fox in 1784, when resolutions for the removal of the ministry had been passed, but the king had not complied with them. Abridged. End footnote. 1784. Can anything that I have said, Mr. Speaker, subject me to be branded with the imputation of preferring my personal situation to the public happiness? Sir, I have declared again and again, only prove to me that there is any reasonable hope show me but the most distant prospect that my resignation will at once contribute to restore peace and happiness to the country, and I will instantly resign. But, sir, I declare at the same time I will not be induced to resign as a preliminary to negotiation. I will not abandon this situation in order to throw myself upon the mercy of that right honorable gentleman. He calls me now a mere nominal minister, the mere puppet of secret influence." Sir, it is because I will not become a mere nominal minister of his creation, it is because I disdain to become the puppet of that right honorable gentleman, that I will not resign. Neither shall his contemptuous expressions provoke me to resignation. My own honor and reputation I will never resign. Let this house beware of suffering any individual to invoke his own cause and to interweave his own interests in the resolutions of the House of Commons. The dignity of the house is forever appealed to. Let us beware that it is not the dignity of any set of men. Let us beware that personal prejudices have no share in deciding these great constitutional questions. The right honorable gentleman is possessed of those enchanting arts whereby he can give grace to deformity. He holds before your eyes a beautiful and delusive image. He pushes it forward to your observation. But as sure as you embrace it, the pleasing vision will vanish and this fair phantom of liberty will be succeeded by anarchy, confusion, and ruin to the Constitution. For in truth, sir, if the constitutional independence of the crown is thus reduced to the very verge of annihilation, where is the boasted equipoise of the Constitution? Dreadful, therefore, as the conflict is, my conscience, my duty, my fixed regard for the Constitution of our ancestors maintain me still in this arduous situation. It is not any proud contempt or defiance of the constitutional resolutions of this House. It is no personal point of honor, much less is it any lust of power that makes me still cling to office. The situation of the times requires of me, and I will add, the country calls aloud to me, that I should defend this castle, and I am determined. Therefore, I will defend it. End of section 2. Recording by Philip Gould.